The writer of Hebrews said, Therefore, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So whatever season of life that you're in tonight, if you're on a mountaintop, let the sacrifice of praise come out. If you're in a valley tonight, if you are facing a mountain, let the sacrifice of praise come out. Amen. It confuses the enemy when we worship, especially in the middle of difficult circumstances. He thinks he's got us down, but we keep on worshiping. It confuses him. It throws confusion into his plans. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We thank your name tonight, Father. We praise you and we lift you up. We magnify you. We thank you for freedom. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for healing. We thank you for everything we have need of tonight. Thank you for joy in our homes, for peace in our minds. Thank you for good night's sleep. Thank you, Lord. All our bills are paid. Everything we have need of is all taken care of in you, Father. We thank you. You lift every care, lift every weight, lift every burden off of every person tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Give the Lord one more hand. Amen. Before you're seated, let's say our confession tonight. Here we are. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me, and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Tell the person next to you, your best days are straight ahead. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. So, Pastor Pam, Joel Osteen preached a power. You might have heard it, but he just shared a powerful word on being surrounded. Um, yeah, when you feel surrounded, um, remind the enemy that he's, it's a powerful word. So, um, we bought this new car, new to us, in Florida, and we were driving it back, and uh, it's got Sirius XM radio on it, which we're not paying for, but it's left over from the previous owner. And so, I don't know if you've ever had that. You probably have. You go through the dial. You hear the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the 10s. You know, and it's all this worldly noise. It's just total noise to me. You know what I'm saying? You'll find some hits on there that you remember when you were in fifth grade, and it brings back some good memories. But it's all so much noise, and it just sounds like the world. And then I came across Joel Osteen. He's got his own channel. And I was like, there's some light right in the middle of darkness, right? And it just felt good to hear that light coming across in the radio. Amen? Praise the Lord. Because the light always overcomes the darkness. Amen? It's an honor, to, honor to, uh, to have the opportunity to share God's word tonight. I feel totally inadequate. I'll be totally honest with you. <laughs> but I'm relying on God. Amen? That's what we have to do. Amen? And everything. Just rely on him. If we feel inadequate, like we don't measure up, we can't do it in our own power or our own strength, his grace is sufficient. Amen? I'm so comfortable hearing our pastors, uh, you know, speak and lead and just enjoy the anointing that's on their life. And we don't want to take it for granted. And I'm just totally content to sit right there and have them preach. Amen? But tonight's my night. Amen? So I'm just trusting the Lord that he'll speak through me and he's got a word for us. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We trust in you tonight, Father. You are awesome. Praise God for our amazing pastors. Amen? Amen. 
One person is clapping. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Isaiah 55, 11. God said through the prophet Isaiah, he said, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void or empty, but my word shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper or be effective in the thing for which I sent it. Amen? God's word has tremendous creative power. It's not just a historical document. It's a living word. Amen? His word accomplishes objectives. God's word has power over natural circumstances. His word governs natural circumstances in situations. It's a supernatural word in origin, and the effects of this word from the Lord through our mouth has supernatural results. His word is greater than any natural circumstance that we're faced with. Amen? Google defines supernatural as this, attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or the laws of nature. Webster says this about supernatural, of or relating to an order of existence beyond the visible, observable universe. Everybody say, God's word, God's word. is supernatural. Amen. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. The worlds were framed by the word of God. And you think about a house being built. The foundation is laid and then they put the frame. Amen. That frame, it, it was invisible, but then it's visible. God framed everything by his word. Amen? <clears throat> the word of the Lord tonight is the creative power of words. The creative power of words. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And then Hebrews 1, verses 1 through 3, says God is upholding all things by the word of his power. God's supernatural word created everything from the, the beginning, and his word continues to uphold all things from the start and to the end. Amen? <clears throat> No wonder the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 4.12, he says the word of God is living, the word is powerful, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword, it's piercing even through the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And the, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, Revelation 19, verses 11 through 15, the writer of Revelation talks about the word like this. He said, Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Amen? 
And the armies of heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword. Amen? The writer of the book of James talks about the words that we speak and the importance of the words in James 3, verses 2 through 4. Words are creative. Every word that comes out of our mouth is creating something. It's a seed that's going out. It's either creating life or it is creating death. Amen? James talks about it this way in James 3. He says, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Wow. Words are important. <clears throat> All able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they're, they're so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. One small spark has the potential to start a huge forest fire. Amen? That small spark, that small fire has the potential to turn into a raging wildfire capable of destroying thousands of acres of woods. Use carelessly the wrong words have the potential to do tremendous damage in your life and in my life. But use correctly, use accurately, use carefully, use precisely, use deliberately, like a bit in a horse's mouth, like a tiny rudder on the back of a ship. The right words can frame our life. The right words can set the course of our life. Amen? Amen. Words are loaded with power. Words have creative power. Words have creative power capable of turning any situation around. Amen? Words are powerful. God created with his word, and he's given us the ability to create with our words. It's an amazing opportunity for us. Amen? Isn't it encouraging to know that life doesn't have to be random for us? Amen? We'll all continue to face circumstances and situations and difficult things will come our way. But we can change circumstances with the creative power that God has given us in the words that we speak. Amen? His word has creative power. 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. He created with his word, and he's given you and I the power and the ability to create with his word coming through our mouths. Amen? Amen. Create the environment that you want to see in your home. Create the environment you want to see around you with the words that you speak. Amen? Boy, it's an encouragement. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 says, Since we have the same spirit of faith, According to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. Amen? Numbers chapter 13. It's a story that we're all familiar with. Um, God directed Moses and he said, choose 12 leaders. 
influential men. Choose leaders among the 12 tribes and send them out, right? Send them out to go spy out the promise. <clears throat> Sometimes we've heard them referred to as spies, but they were leaders. If you read the beginning of that chapter, they were leaders. And, and so God, he said, told Moses to send them out. Look at the land that I have promised, that I've already said in my word is yours. Send them out. And so it said they came back. And um, in the book of Numbers, chapter 13, 10 of them came back and simply fear, doubt, and unbelief based on what they had seen. Two came back with an encouraging word. And uh, Numbers 13, verse 30. Actually, we'll start in verse, um, I think it's 26. Now they departed and they came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word. Everybody say word. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation, and they showed them the fruit of the land. And then they told them, and they said, we went to the land where you uh, sent us. It truly does flow with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of that land. Nevertheless, the people of that land are strong, and the cities are fortified, and they're very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, they dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and among the banks of the Jordan. But then verse 30, faith speaks up. Faith speaks up. Caleb quieted the people before Moses, and he said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Everybody say, we are well able. All leaders... Influential people, 10 came back with a report of fear, a negative report, simply describing the circumstances and the situation that they saw. An accurate description, but tainted with fear and doubt. Two men spoke up, Caleb and Joshua, and they spoke a word of faith. God was not pleased with the negative report of the 10. Even though it was an accurate report of what had been seen, God was not pleased. God was well pleased. He was very pleased with the two that spoke the report of faith. Joshua and Caleb. Amen. God was well pleased with that report of faith. And they were rewarded for it. And the other ten, we don't hear much about them from that point forward. They didn't get to go in and inherit the promise. Maybe they were just analytical in nature. I don't know what their challenge was. But they didn't speak a word of faith. They got back and they described the negative circumstance. They said, woe is me. And look, what, look at the effect of their word. So Caleb, uh, verse 30, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and he said, let us go up at once, take possession. We are well able to overcome it. Verse 31, the other 10, man, they... they, they come right back at him with a negative report. And they said, but the men who had gone up with Caleb, they said, we are not able to go up against these people. And they, verse 32, and they gave the children of Israel, these thousands of people that they had influence over, they gave the children of Israel a bad report. 
And then look at chapter 14, verse 1. Look at the effect that a negative report has on people. 14.1, all the congregation lifted up their voices and they cried. And the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses. It's like a cancer. That negative, critical word, especially from a leader, that negative, critical word going out and all the people got on board and started complaining against Moses, complaining against the leader. <clears throat> And then look how God looked at this in, in chapter 14, verse 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, how long will these people reject me? Those ten men probably thought they were just describing the situation. God viewed it as rejecting him. That report of fear, doubt, and unbelief, that negativity, that critical spirit, God saw that as rejecting him. Rejecting his promise is rejecting him. Amen? Joshua and Caleb had the courage to stand up and said, we are well able because of what God has promised. God has promised, and we are well able to do it. We are well able. Everybody say, we are well able. <clears throat> every day, every situation, you and I speak faith. Amen? God is pleased when we speak faith, regardless of what's happening in our life, regardless of what we think, boy, I've never gone through this before. I thought I'd gone through some stuff last time. I thought, I, boy, I thought last year I went through some stuff. Boy, this seems like a whole new challenge. This is the day to speak faith. Amen? Because our best days really are ahead of us. Amen? They're ahead, but we'll not enjoy those best days if we're not speaking words of faith. Amen? Just as God created everything and framed the worlds with the words that he spoke, he's given us this wonderful opportunity to frame our life with words of life. Amen? Positive words of faith and words of life. Speak life. Everybody say, speak life. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. What if everything you spoke today came to pass? <laughs> what if everything we spoke today is creating something? Words are loaded with creative power. Amen? <clears throat> Jesus said we'd give an account for every idle word. And... The accounting will come in the manifestation of those circumstances in our lives. Amen? That's the accounting, perhaps. We'll give an account for every idle word that's spoken because we see those things come to pass in our life. He's given us this beautiful, amazing opportunity to frame our future with positive words of faith and life. Amen? Why be negative? Right? Nobody wants to hear it anyway. Right? <laughs> Mark eleven twenty two and 23 says, Have faith in God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will, will be done, he will have whatever he says. And, and someone would say, man, I've been speaking for a long time. Well, this is no day to give up. Amen? Amen. Keep on pressing forward. Continue to stand in faith. Continue to believe. Continue to speak words of faith and life over every area of our lives. Over those that are important to us. Over those that God puts on our heart. Over friends at work and people in our family that are important. Speak life because his words will come to pass. Amen? <clears throat> Let our faith speak. It's important we don't simply describe 
uh, describe what we see, but rather just declare in faith what we want to see. Amen? Let our faith speak. Let our faith speak. <clears throat> Let the words that are coming out of our mouth be a reflection of the faith that's in our hearts. Amen? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Boy, we have such an advantage to know the word. Amen? <clears throat> Someone would say, well, I really didn't mean that. But it came out of our mouth. So it must have been in the heart. <laughs> Amen? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And today's a brand new day. If we've been falling short in this area, it's a brand new day tomorrow. And we'll all get better. Amen? <clears throat> Look at what Paul wrote about words in Romans chapter 10, verses, uh, verse 8. Starting there, he says, what does it say? The word is near you. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved or rescued or delivered from every evil work. You will be saved. <clears throat> For with the heart one believes unto righteousness or right standing, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the heart, with the heart one believes unto right standing with the Lord. Amen. And we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we are forever a part of his family. But the salvation part, the deliverance, God has, he'll work with us, amen, through the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of his word coming out of our mouth. Amen. Confession is made unto salvation. Salvation is total well-being, healing, wholeness, deliverance, salvation in every area of our life. With the heart we believe unto righteousness and right standing. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. With the mouth we speak forth God's will in our life. And we see the salvation that he intends. Amen. We see that total deliverance. We see that good life that he's promised us coming to pass in every area. Salvation, the uh, Greek word is soteria. And uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's spelled uh, soteria. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. And here's the... The definition, it means to rescue, deliverance from danger, restoration to a state of safety, soundness, health, and well-being. So if we insert that definition, we could say, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto deliverance from danger. Confession is made unto a restoration of, uh, to a state of safety, soundness, health, and well-being. Amen. Every word that's coming from our mouth is producing something. Our words are seeds, and those seeds will bring forth some kind of fruit. Amen? Let that fruit be good. Let that fruit be good in our life. <clears throat> Continual speaking and confession of God's word over every area of our life, it will produce the fruit that we want to see. It'll produce it. It'll produce it. Amen? <clears throat> Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak, speaks. The words of our mouth are an expression of the faith in our hearts. So uh, I got to be careful because we, we're enjoying uh, youth golf in our family. And we're passionate about it and we're having a great time with it. And so, but I have found that the words that I have spoken, they're coming to pass. <laughs> It's amazing. 
It is amazing that consistent words of faith spoken on a consistent basis over a long period of time come to pass. They absolutely, positively come to pass. It is amazing. So, um, so the, we had this uh, drive, chip, and putt uh, state championship. And, uh, and, and so there's 32 kids, you know. All these families are bringing their kids out, and they're all warming up. All the kids are focused, and they're all practicing. And, and you're looking at all these kids, and you're thinking, how, how could my kid ever stand out among all these other kids, right? And so um, Sam gets up there. I was like, you nervous, buddy? He's like, no. It's like, okay, I'm not either. My heart's beating like crazy. <clears throat> but he gets up. I, don't even, I have no idea how he swings the club because my hands are shaking so bad I can hardly watch. I'm just like this as I'm watching. I'm serious. And I'm thinking, man, is the club going to fly out of his hands? I mean, that's the way I'm feeling on the inside. But from the beginning, from the beginning, we've said, Father, we thank you. They're super coordinated. They have great eye-hand coordination. They hit the ball straight. They hit it the right distance. We thank you, Father. Their confidence is in you, and you help them, and you help them be successful in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. They stay humble when they win. Thank you, Lord. They'll give you all the glory, right? I'm in church. I have to say that. No, I'm just kidding. We actually do say that. So anyway, this drive, chip, and putt championship, 32 kids, age 14 and 15. And so they're on the younger end of that. And uh, Sam gets up there and just, you get nine shots. You get three drives, three chips, and three putts, right? So it's kind of like golf. One bad shot can really screw up your round, and, and, and you're not going to win. You're not going to win the, uh, the match <clears throat> in all these highly competitive competitions. One bad shot can do it. So the kids get nine shots. And so his three drives, I mean, just right down the middle, absolutely crushes them. <clears throat> he gets up there, three chips, chump, 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 just perfect little chips, 12 inches from the hole, about 40 feet away. Gets up there, three putts, six foot away. First one goes in. 15 foot away, it's two inches from the hole. Third one, it's two inches from the hole. And uh, so the highest score you can go, you can look at all these results all around the all around the country, and you, they, it's this national contest that the that next April the finals are at the Masters, and and so then they give these kids the, the opportunity and, and to to go all the way to you know this national thing. So it's a pretty cool competition, but <clears throat> the local qualifier, right? Thirty-two kids. And so the highest score we had ever seen was 173 for the way they categorized the points and anything like that, right? And that was some kid whose dad's a professional golfer and, you know, and all that kind of thing. He's already got scholarship offers from, you know, he's 12 years old, whatever. So anyway, so long story short, so like third place was uh, 113, uh, second place was 130, and Sam's score comes in at 159. And so, just amazing to me, because I didn't grow up golfing, and it's very difficult to do, and I'm not exactly sure what to tell them. They've taken lessons. We've put a lot of time into it. We've put a lot of effort into it, but we've spoken the word in faith, and we've seen the results coming to pass. Time and time again. It's amazing. And that's one example, and it's happened many, many, many times. And so I just want to encourage you that something 
so unimportant as that, right? If God will honor that word of faith, that word spoken in faith, he'll honor the things that are important to you. Amen? And he'll bring it to pass. He'll bring it to pass. He knows the things that are important to you. They're important to him. You're his child. It's important to him. He wants to bless you. He wants to do those good things. Speak it forth in faith, the things that you want to see, and he will bring it to pass. Amen? How much joy do you get on Christmas morning, getting your, your family or your children, those special things, those things that you know that they really care about, the things that are really important to them? It gives you a lot of joy. Amen? The people that you care about, it gives you a lot of joy to give them those specific things that you know that they enjoy. How much more God thinks about you and me. Those things that are important to us. He made us all different. We all enjoy different things. We have different tastes and desires. We're all so very different, but he knows what you like. And it's important to him. But we have to cooperate. And we have to speak it forth in faith to allow his word to come to pass in our life. Amen? <clears throat> it's important that our actions line up with the words that we're speaking because James went on to say, the same James that wrote about the power of our words, comparing it to a bit in a horse's mouth and the rudder on a ship, James also said that faith without corresponding actions or faith without corresponding works is dead. And so you've probably found what I have as I'm speaking the word over certain, certain situations and over people and over all these different things that are important to us, as I'm speaking the word, you'll hear the Holy Spirit tell you what you need to do regarding that situation to allow him to cooperate with you to bring it to pass. Amen? Here's a great example. Father, I thank you. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. Your word has promised me healing, and I receive it, and I thank you for it. Now, where's my Doritos? And where's my Mountain Dew? And the Holy Spirit whispers and says, stop drinking that. It's hurting you. It's not bringing healing into your body. Thank you, Father. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Faith without corresponding actions or works is not going to have the desired result that we want to see. Amen? That's enough of that. Because I was on vacation and we ate everything we could find. It was bad. Wow. My lifelong fitness plan. Rodney's not here. My only inspiration. Well, there's others, but how many other 50-year-olds you know that are in like perfect physical condition and always have been their whole life? Anyway, my lifelong fitness plan is this. <laughs> right now, I'm right here, but I'm getting ready to, we're going to turn it around. <clears throat> Amen. Speaking God's word of life and obeying what we hear immediately afterwards will produce amazing, life-changing results. Amen? As we've spoken words over our kids, and as we're standing in faith for them, believing for certain things for them, thanking the Lord that they have a heart for Him, and won't turn aside and go after anything other than what God has for them, then God will whisper in our hearts, here's what you need to do. Press this situation. Let off the gas on that situation. Stop talking about that situation to them. 
Give them some grace in that situation. Provide some wisdom in that situation. Give them some help and some instruction in that situation. Bring the hammer down. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> As we're speaking the word in faith, the Holy Spirit will witness to us, I believe, and he'll show us what to do to allow those words of faith to come to pass. Amen? If you need healing in your body tonight, God's word is medicine for you. Proverbs 4.22 says, Your word is health to all my flesh. If you need deliverance from debt tonight, Romans 13.8 says, Owe no man anything but to love him. Amen? Or love them. If you have debt that's been a challenge for you, thank God for Romans 13.8. Thank you, Father, for that wonderful promise. If you said it, Father, then it's possible. Amen? That we owe no man anything but love. Amen? Thank you, Lord. If you have trouble sleeping at night, Psalm 127, verse 2, his creative word has a wonderful promise for us. It says, he gives his beloved sleep. Somebody said, I tried that once. Well, we don't try it once. We build our life on it. Amen? And we keep doing it. And we keep doing it. And we stay on it. We stay on it, and we thank him for his promises that, Father, I am your beloved, and you give me sleep right in the middle of difficult circumstances. Amen. If you're struggling with depression or anxiety tonight, Isaiah 26.2, speak it over your life. <clears throat> he will keep the man in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him, whose mind is fixed on him. Amen. Find these scriptures and just meditate on them. Speak them a hundred times over your life tomorrow. Amen? Tonight. Meditate them. Roll them over in your mind. Thank you, Father. You keep me in perfect peace as my mind is stayed on you. As my mind is stayed on you, I thank you, Father, for your perfect peace in Jesus' name. Amen? Get our mind off of circumstances in the world. All the things that we wish were different and we want to see change. God will show you what to speak over those situations. Allow him to lift the care and then let him minister his peace to you. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Continual meditation and speaking of God's living word will produce miracle breakthroughs in your life and my life. Got four simple keys tonight to allow us all to grow in this uh, vital area of our lives. Number one. Frame our day every morning. Frame our day with creative words. The same way that God framed the world with his creative words, frame your day first thing in the morning. Amen? Speak in faith that which you want to see for the day. <clears throat> speak in faith. Don't describe the problem, but speak in faith that which you want to see. It's tremendous encouragement just to hear it come out of your mouth. To come out of your heart, come out of your mouth, these words of faith, it builds you up. Amen? And it has creative power, and you'll see it come to pass. Amen? Maybe in a day, maybe in 10 years, but it'll come to pass. Amen? Number two, respond to adversity with deliberate words of faith the moment we face adversity. The moment we face a difficult situation, perhaps that's the most important moment to speak a word of faith over that situation. Amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. Number three, be very deliberate with every word that's spoken. No idle and no careless words. James said, 
if you can control your tongue. No, he said, we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man. No idle words. Amen? Deliberate with every word that comes out of, your, out of our mouths. And number four, <clears throat> as we declare God's word, as we declare the things that God has put in our heart that we want to see come to pass in our life, as we declare those things, immediately obey what the voice of the Holy Spirit shows us to do regarding those things. And then faith with that corresponding action, working together, miracle breakthroughs will happen. Amen? And a miracle breakthrough can happen in a moment, and the same miracle breakthrough is not any less amazing if it happens 12 years later, like I prayed for my brother's salvation. Prayed for him and stood for him for 12 years. And there was a day when he gave his heart to the Lord. And it happened, and, and no one thought it would happen. Amen? Stood in faith, and God did it. Kelly's dad, uh, my wife Kelly, her father, um, drug dealer, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, and uh, just lived an absolutely wild life. Grew up on the mission field, moved back to America in eighth grade, and uh, had three brothers who were pastors. And then his sister was also in ministry. He was literally the black sheep of the family, just going his own direction or his own whatever. And uh, just living a wild life. And, but his parents never gave up hope on him and uh, continued to love him and continued to stand in faith. He tells stories now. He would come home completely stoned out of his mind and uh, he would come in and he heard his parents praying for him from their bedroom when he was uh, an older teenager and a young man. And uh, when Kelly was in fourth grade, supernatural encounter with the presence of the Lord in their home alone. He got on his knees, he repented, gave his heart to the Lord, and he was in Bible school six months later. And then he became a pastor, pastored four churches, absolute lightning bolt for the things of God. Just crazy man, but amazing. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen? It took a long time, but God did it. God did it. Amen? Thank you, Lord. So number one, frame our day every morning with words of faith. Number two, respond to adversity with deliberate words of faith the moment we face adversity. Number three, be very deliberate with every word that's spoken, no idle or careless words. And number four, as we declare God's word, immediately obey the voice of the Holy Spirit when he speaks to us. Amen. Let's all bow our heads tonight. I want to uh, pray for you tonight. And uh, maybe you're here and you'd say, uh, pastors, my life is not right. Maybe you're here and um, you were once walking with the Lord, and, uh, but you know you're, you're, not on his, you're not on the right path now. You're not where you want to be in your walk with the Lord. Well, tonight is your night and that's why you're here. Let's get right back on the right path that God has for you in a good place. So we want to pray with you tonight. If you're here, you say, would you pray for me? I need prayer in my life. If that's you tonight, could you lift your hand up in the air and we'll pray together all across the room tonight? Amen. Okay. 
also want to pray for you. If you're here tonight and you need a breakthrough in any area of your life, maybe a situation in your home or in your family, a, a situation at work, a situation with you personally that you're facing, if you'd say, would you just agree with me and pray with me tonight? We want to pray with you. So if that's you, if you need prayer in any area of your life, could you lift your hand up tonight? We're going to pray together. Yep. See lots of hands across the room. Amen. Okay, well, let's all pray and be in agreement tonight. Father, we thank you so much. You are our source of everything we have need of, my Father. We thank you for each person that lifted their hand tonight. We thank you for supernatural strength that only comes from you, Father. We thank you for wisdom, for leading of the Holy Spirit, for clarity to know what to do, to know what to say. Thank you, Father. You are our source of continual strength, and we receive it tonight in Jesus' name. We pray for breakthrough for each person, Father, that lifted their hands. We thank you, Father, for healing in each person's body. We thank you, Father, for anyone that has any financial need of any kind. We just thank you, Father, for miracle breakthrough. Take care of each person in Jesus' precious name. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Pastor Pam, anything? All right. Let's all stand up tonight. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Let's speak a powerful word of faith over our lives as we go out tonight. Amen. Linda wanted to pray for your daughter tonight. Uh, Linda got, she's just facing a challenge. Mike and Linda's daughter, their daughter, Debbie. want to pray for Debbie right now. I forgot at the beginning of service, so I'm sorry. They're just believing that the doctors will know exactly what to do and there'll be no confusion. Father, we lift up Debbie to you. We thank you for wisdom uh, for the doctors that she's talking to. We thank you, Lord. They'll know exactly what to do. We thank you for healing in Debbie's body. In Jesus' name, everybody say Amen. Okay, let's go out with this powerful confession because words are powerful. Amen. Speak these words in faith. I am loved. And I am living for Jesus. And I have the mind of Christ. My body is healed. I am strong. I'm healthy. I'm debt free. I owe no man anything. Only love. Only love. I have abundance. I have abundance. For every good work. Everything I touch, Everything I touch. is prospering. prospering. I'm blessed. I am blessed. My family's blessed. My family's blessed. I am blessed. God's favor. God's favor. It's on my life. It's on my life. My past is forgiven. My past is forgiven. And my future is bright. My future is bright. I believe it. I believe it. And I receive it. Receive and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward it's to it. It's all good. And it's getting better. It's getting better. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand.